All right, with the director of Beyond, uh, the documentary, short documentary, uh, with Claudia. Uh, Claudia, this this is your first film, correct? Correct, yeah. And it's a documentary about about uh, Latinx uh, performers trying to make it in broad view, kind of broad strokes kind of summary of your film. Are you a performer yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not performing anymore. Um, I'm kind of like switched into directing a couple of years ago. Um, but I mostly do theater and visual work. Um, so this was actually the first time I, I have the title as a director in a film. Um, because before I used to do like editing and just like kind of like art directing gotcha. um, things. But yeah. <laughs> but you know how to tell a story, basically. Yeah, I I think it, it's, you know, as a as a former performer, former performer, that's funny. Um I think I I kind of like understand where where artists, especially Latinx performers that moved to New York City and they're looking for resources to kind of like have the proper trainer to be out there. Yeah. Um, I feel like I I felt so identified with it that it kind of like it, it was very it it, it wasn't easy because it's it's kind of hard to tell the story of a couple of people and how do you narrate their their realities. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like something kind of click with me um, when I'm like reviewing their the way they're speaking and what they want to reach and um, yeah, their stories in general. So we showed a film last year, maybe like 18 months ago about about uh, about a bunch of a few black actors trying to make it on Broadview. And it was more of like your film has more of a positive atmosphere, but it was more about like the whiteness of broad, broad, broad Broadway. Mm -hmm. about like how there's a lack of diversity on Broadway and your film obviously touches on that, but it's more talking about from a, not from a, it's more of a micro story of talking about the individuals trying to perform then, but the thematics the same, basically like there needs to be more diversity on broad on Broadway. I, I'm assuming you would, you would agree with that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think um, the, the times now are, everything is clearly changing mm -hmm. and I think there's a more of an awareness of for shows to have more um like a mixed cast and um there's definitely an openness for writers to create yeah. stories that kind of allowed you know more diversity on shows and Latinos and black people but I think um I think there's still a lot of work to do because you know we're still being we're still being I feel like I feel like sometimes if sometimes it feels like the token, you know, it feels like yeah. we need to when we have a couple of like checkbox that we need to fill yeah. out. So every show is like, oh, I have this person, this person, this person, this person, so I'm good. But their stories are not really about diversity and not yeah. really about you know things that I feel like we should be telling more of those stories out there. Um, so yeah, I feel like the film kind of touches into into how much can we do beyond what we're showing right now. This yeah. is where we and we're good we're we're definitely better than we were 20 years ago but how, what else can we do moving forward yeah it's like yeah like it's like the the the, the main character and the main story arc is still the white is always usually a white role i guess right yeah yeah, yeah. and also it's kind of hard i feel like we're still touching into you know every time there's a latino story it's about the same things it's about the latino that came illegal and you know have to go through xyz things that yeah. we all know it's the same story over and over whether there's there's so much to tell about us and what we do and how we you know we're so resilient in a way well, that i feel like 
yeah, I feel like we, we can we can we can tap into more of, of how we are as humans versus what are a stereotype of the Latino immigrant that comes that do, you know, we uh, yeah. <laughs> but even the, the even go beyond what you're saying, because you're a Cuban, correct? Yes, correct. There's Cuban, then there's someone who's Mexican, there's someone who's Dominican Republic. You're all from different cultures as well. You're not from the same culture, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> we're and we're so different at the same time. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's that's you know what I mean. Like you could, there's a Cuban story, there's a Mex there's there's more it's, there's the there's there, there's there's the, there's more diversity in stories, I guess. Yeah, but even I feel like also yes, there's there's more diversity in that matter, but I think also the the work of how how do we tell those stories is I feel like how I feel like that's something that kind of triggers me on on uh, every time I go see a show or something um it's it's how do we tell the story of not being just like the Latino community is just this one thing yeah because uh, we are still so different and we speak even when we speak the same language there's different accents and different yeah food and music and they, like it makes us so different <clears throat> and even our our you know heritage from 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 Spain and how do we our culture was mixed from all these different things from like it comes from Chinese and Spanish and and you know like Arabic sometimes like um that makes us so so unique in a way um yeah, I think I find that very, very interesting too. Yeah, you have, every culture has their own ideology, their own kind of uh, past and present and future, right? So, so this is about this 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 film is about this the workshop, the Beyond Workshop series. So, mm -hmm. you majority of your film is that you're in this kind of studio, and you're kind of like showing this. This it's kind of a, it's really amazing what what's happening here. Where is this? Where is the studio in uh, in New York? Well, this one specifically was in Harlem. Okay. Uh, but they do, Revolución Latina um, collaborates with, Revolución Latina is an organization created by Luis Salgado, as you can see in, in the in the documentary, that for, for 16 years already, they've been doing that. They've been creating the opportunities for performers to have proper training, um, which is something that has, you know, like, it's, it's very hard to find, as you can, you know, because you, you've lived in New York. Um, it's very hard to find without spending considerable amount of, amounts of money yeah. and vocal training and like acting and you know coming to a city that is providing for so much so much so many opportunities but at the same time is how can you be ready for those things and then this specific studio was in Harlem but they actually collaborate with a lot of people from all over the city so they use they are an organization that's part of Broadway Cares um which is it's an organization from Broadway and they, they, you know, like they, they just go around whatever, whatever they can find and, and, and what, what kind of provides for the space for them to do. Like sometimes they need it. They collaborate a lot with, uh, with PRTT and the Puerto Rican Traveling Theater, which is in 40, 46th Street sometimes. And they also have another space in uh, the Bronx. So depending on if they need a, a presentation space or if they need a studio space, um because it's also free of charge for these kids so a lot of it is donation based to be yeah. honest they're not sometimes they do pay for the space but a lot of times the studios are like no you can use this space for the two weeks of the of the workshop that's so, amazing yeah yeah it's it, it's a lot of like maneuvering here and there because it's a nonprofit, so they're still based on on what people give back to the to the organization and where where, where can you donate to the organization 
Oh, they actually had a very uh big like their the wrap of year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can share the link with you. I think I don't know if it's still active, but it's broadwaycares.com. And the the thing is uh dare to give. And then you can donate there to their their fundraising page. Yeah. Um for you know, like it I think I think it's it was still on until the end of December, but I can find out. For, yeah. For you. No. So basically, they're they're like they have they know what they're doing in terms of like and getting. Is there any government funding that they get? I yeah, I think they do. With I think they're 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 definitely partnering with Broadway Cares with this, which is a more established um, Broadway organization that um, it's it's an organization that was uh, uh, was created for um, performance with uh, performers with AIDS back in the nineties. Yeah. It was able to provide for help for a lot of individuals so they're they're a bigger a way bigger organization now and revolution latina falls under the umbrella of mm. uh, of them um but yeah they they they're also very good at like helping you know creating programs that help um the, the diversity of performers on broadway basically gotcha um, so you're doing different things like i'm on the website now like now they're doing uh donations for like like you said for the HIV uh AIDS care mm-hmm. basically for medication and they basically the dream analysis uh, an alliance uh with the dollar for dollar so say I donate a hundred dollars they'll donate a hundred dollars as well so yeah oh yeah that, that's exactly yeah which is fantastic yeah this is really cool so tell me about how you got involved in making this film like how did you how, how what was the, the steps that took to, to start making this film so I've been working with them with Revolución Latina since 2019, I believe. Um, so, but I've been helping them as a mostly as an editor and a video content creator for them. Um, so I've done a couple of their promotional videos since since 2019, and here and there, like interviews and things. And then um, it's funny because I've also worked with with uh, Luis Salgado as his associate director in show, in different shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I currently have running the second national tour of On Your Feet, which is theater. But I remember joking, not really joking, but joking um, of a video, a promo video I, I did for them last year. And I did this interviews and I told him, I was like, oh, my God, Luis, this is so amazing. Like, I feel like people are so connected with the organization and they're so thankful because they have programs from kids to adults and they all feel like they're they've gotten so much like emotionally and 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 like there's just so much value valuable um uh intake from from the programs that the the interviews are amazing and this is a documentary it's so funny because you could have it and like you know you can have the interviews and maybe one day you will do a documentary blah 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 yeah. and Luis was like oh yeah great and then one day he reached out and he was like hey do you remember you told me about the documentary so I have this program that I want to do and like, would you be on board? Let's do a, a, a documentary and let's see how we can do it. And we put it together and we figured out that, um, you know, along a, 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 an actual film was going to be too much because it was based on only this two weeks of program. So, you know, making a longer film will take way more planning and, you know, you need like a script and you need a full crew. Yeah. And this one, it was only me and my my partner, um, my partner in crime, Cristal. She's an amazing videographer and photographer too. And at a time, I was doing New York, New York on Broadway as an observer. 
And I had to go back and forth from rehearsals to shoot and then going back to rehearsals and blah, blah, blah. And then once I once we sat down with the material, we were like, oh, okay, we have all this footage from these two weeks. So then yeah. what's the story we want to tell? And that's how the documentary okay. came to be, you know, what it is. You figured out in editing. You sh- you, you shot some footage and you figured it out in editing. How was in editing for sure, because I had to I had to get everything from from everybody like I went around like a crazy person being like hey if you have footage of this and some some of the footage is shot with a phone some of it we got on camera from the days that we were able to be there but the way the program works because they had the the boxing as part of the introduction for for as the the acting technique and then um CD company which is a, a, they're not active anymore but they're they're their their people were there teaching yeah. this student, which is something that is you know like you're getting you're getting this knowledge out of this you know like this this trainers this this acting you know from from is almost like it's almost kind of like yeah. having people from the acting studio teaching you, um, so yeah it was it was kind of like a puzzle of like putting together all the information we have and then now let's see how we come up with you know like what what do we get from that. And then, uh, and that that's how that's how the story that's how the story happened at the end. It was yeah. a little chaotic at some point because I was like, "Oh my god, we have all this information. What do we do with it?" <laughs> but, all right. So yeah. you're you're doing the observing on New York, New York, which is about people I kind did. of like going to the city and trying to make it big on Broadway. That's yeah. what the musical is about. And then you're, but you're doing yes. a documentary about the same thing, I guess, too, right? At the same time, yeah. I remember being with, <laughs> with Stro. Stro, the director, used to be like, "But what are you doing?" I'll be like, "Stro, you don't get it. Like, look, it's." And I, I would tell her what was happening in the room and how these kids were getting all this amazing training. Yeah. And then on stage, that was happening too. You know, that's like, kind that's of funny. That's 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 yeah. like is that ironic? I guess that's that. There's a certain irony to that. But it's also seeing, New York, yeah. right? I feel like New York also puts all of those. It's like a nebula of information that you get all together, and then you live in this like turbulence that things happen to like. It's a little bit like a like you feel like every day you have a little bit of a serendipity moment. Yeah. But then it's the reality, right? So then you're like, okay, I gotta go to work, and then everything lands. But yeah, now that you put it like that, it's it's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful feeling. What was the what was the, you said you were an observer on that? What is what's what's an observer? What did, what were you doing on that on that play? Yeah, well, that's a that's a, a separate uh, program from the the SDCF, which is the Stage and Choreographers uh, Foundation, um, which I'm part of. And every year they have these programs that they it's like a shadowing or a, or a fellowship or an observership that they they give younger directors the opportunity to follow the whole process of the creation of a Broadway show. In this case, I was basically just like right by, by Susan Stroman's side, learning and, and you know, interacting with, with the show. And um, because I'm Cuban and because of my, you know, expertise, quote unquote, yeah. about the Cuban culture and because it was a, stu- a, a, a Cuban story in the gotcha. show, um, Stroh was like, yeah, no, we want to have her on board because I feel like it will be valuable. And for me, you know, to learn how do you put together such a big show? Because that's another monster. That's a that's a different monster than than a film. Um, but yeah, it was it was a beautiful experience to have both sides at the same time happening. Yeah, well, yeah, because it was a huge like a uh, um, it was like a thirty million dollar musical, right? So 
<laughs> it's, it's a pretty monster show. It, it was. It was. It was huge, and that's that's one of the reasons why it didn't last that much. I think that long. It's because it was so so expensive to keep. It was it was a big and the and the industry is changing. You know, right now Broadway is changing in in many different ways. Yeah, and we put up shows. Um, so yeah, it was it was interesting. It's interesting because it is changing a lot, but it's like uh, whereas like new movies, the critics, it doesn't have something doesn't have to be critically acclaimed to be a big hit on in the movies, right? But Broadway, it needs the critics need to like it. From my experience, like they need to really have a positive reaction to it for it to have a long shelf life. Yeah, and sometimes you know it's it's hard to it's hard to have an opinion about something that you haven't really been involved in. <laughs> like you know, like talking to Stro, I remember her being. It's kind of like it felt like it was her it was her baby in a way. You know, it's something yeah. you've been the last six to seven years and you're literally that's all you're going through and learning and researching and talking about and creating this world that then you know i mean it sounds it sounds crazy but that's the way it is but you know then a critic comes and they're like eh, i don't know and they put they don't they don't understand how much their words can hurt i think they do i think they understand and they, they just that that's what they that's their yeah. job i guess right it's crazy it's crazy because then then I'm, I'm sorry but then sometimes i go to see something that i'm like what is this how is this up and running so much and then something else that is not you know like it might, it might like it, it's a little like i don't know it speaks to the audience in a different yeah. way then it's you know <laughs> like well, but i guess that's, that's the curse and the and the blessing of our work right not our, a perfect science and sometimes shows are like a little bit ahead of its time right so they don't they're like there are people or there's some there's a certain heartbeat going on in our society that yeah. that basically people don't want to watch a certain thing in its moment because it's not because what's that we're, and this is all luck right and then sometimes something comes along and we're feeling something as a society and then a show opens and it's like yeah this is what we're feeling so we want to watch this right so exactly and going back to the documentary i feel like one of the things that i I really appreciated watching when I was when I was going to the rehearsals, you know, with my little camera just going around and recording. It reminded me of when I went to college and when I used to like be in rooms like that, actually like getting the the deep the depth of what acting can do to you and how it taps into your deepest feelings and memories and core and how these kids are well, I call it kids, but they're not kids, they're adults. Um, how they're getting out there with that sense of rejection in a way, how they're going into a room knowing that you might be rejected, but how do you learn from that rejection and then you modify it and you use it as a strength for the future to move forward and not don't stop, you know, not stop uh, fighting for what you want. Um, I think that's one of the, the biggest things that resonated with me when I was when I was interviewing them. They all had the same feeling of like you know i'm gonna make it happen and i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna keep going and i feel like i think that was that was beautiful so okay so you're uh the go the documentary you shot a couple weeks then you went to the editing room did you have an editor you're working with an editor while you're no i edited myself you edited yourself so what yeah. how was that experience for you because it was like did you i'm sure you had some did you have some sort of idea of like where you're going to go with this? Like, what was your, what was your plan of attack? How did you kind of 
did you just look at the footage a few times over? Like, what was like, how did you, how did you process it? Well, normally in a, in a normal circumstance, I, everything that I edit, I, most of the times I have been there in the, the shoot process. So from the moment I'm, I'm recording, whatever it is, I already know, I have an idea, a sketch yeah. of what I want to get when I, when I start editing. With this one specifically, because I had, it was like chunks of moments that I was not in the room and then amazing things will happen that day, but I wasn't there. So it took a lot for me to, I had to literally go over all the hours. I don't even know how many, how many hours of, of footage we have, but I had to rewatch things over and over and over again to have to, like get a feeling of, cause I kind of, you know, you you kind of know what the story what's the story you want to tell, yeah. but how you're gonna tell it, it's yeah. a completely different monster because, you know, like you don't have the possibility of like in a film you go in to shoot what you know you want and how you want it and you know what your camera angle is gonna be because you know your narrative it has to be this way or that way, but with this you don't have that. It's whatever information you have, you just you know that's it. So then. I remember um, with this one specifically, after I already kind of have a, a sketch of the story, we had to go in and actually interview them afterwise. It happened, I think it was like three or four months after the, the workshop okay. was done. Gotcha. So actually those interviews that you're seeing are them after they gotcha. finish the, 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 the workshop and they've been working and they've been having opportunities. So they kind of like, you know, they have this like different air about them of I'm not doing this because, you know, I, I want to see where he's going. I actually, we actually casted Emma for and, and on your feet. Like I remember seeing Emma before we did the workshop in the room. And when we call her back afterwise, she was a different performer. She like grew so much. And, you know, for, for a director, that's something, that's something beautiful to see, to be, to see, you know, like someone learning from their experiences and actually plant like you know planting their feet and feeling that like you know i'm yeah. here because i deserve it kind of vibe um that yeah she booked it she's she's still in the second national tour and that you know the same with with all the other performers they've they've been they, they are out there and they're you know how we say in spanish comiendo el mundo and with that you know like <clears throat> eager to do it so yeah, uh, well, that's what we did. We had to we had to go in and and interview them again, um, and kind of like have a feeling of where they were in their lives to make sense for the story. Yeah. You like so, but at the same time, you want to make sure you you don't over overproduce it, meaning that you don't have like you're not following twenty people. Like you not like you got to make sure that that as an audience we understand we're following the narrative in a proper way so you have certain people that you're interviewing that have this have a distinct point of view have a certain like they're not the same person i guess right but also with this one i think it was a little tricky because you don't have your 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 the protagonist came after we already had information from them yeah and because was kind of like Luis wanted to highlight um, um, the city company members um, with the Suzuki training and, and he wanted that was such a big part of, of what the program was about that that had to be there. So then in the way you have 
you have this world, you have the boxing world, which is Luis's world, and then you have the kids, right? The one are actually receiving all this information. So you yeah. have different layers of information that you kind of have to feature in a way in 20 minutes, because <laughs> that's another thing. You don't have a you don't have a whole film. You just have a short couple of like, you know, information like moments that you have to put all that information out there. So I feel like it's harder. It becomes such a hard thing to like, you know, and yeah. it, and again, I feel like you as a director, you're never you're never like super happy of it. Like, yes, this is this. Yeah, was, of course. There's so many moments that I'm like, oh, maybe that would I should have, you know, maybe I would have done that different in another moment. But and then you also don't know who is going to be your your, you know, your, like your character who's going to yeah. give you the information that you need to tell a story. So then after you're recording all those hours, then these people start like highlighting moments of their their journey that then you're like, oh, wait, this person actually is doing something interesting. They're learning something. They have a dialogue. They have a conversation. They have a conflict. So then I'm going to use that conflict to put it into it. So it's a lot of like reviewing and kind of like piecing together. It's 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 a lot of work. A documentary, it's a lot of. And also the well, research, going back to research about them and where they're coming from and how do you put that there without, you know, without. Especially the way you made it, right? Where it's like you didn't, you, a lot of documentarians already have a script attached, meaning that they kind of loosely understand thematically where they're going to go with the documentary. So they can yeah. be precise in terms of what they're shooting, right? You're yeah. like, so you did cinema verte, meaning that like you got some B-roll. You basically looked at Yeah, we didn't know yeah. what it was. Yeah, and yeah. Then you figured out what it was, right? And so wouldn't you, like, did you, like, was 20 minutes kind of like the area you wanted to explore? Like, what did you? I actually you wanted the time? I want a little shorter. I wanted to not pass 15 minutes. Okay. Um, I feel like for for the way and like it was so like you know it was like everything was a little more um the, the all these pieces were were so scattered that I feel like when you have less time you kind of have to you know like when you're editing you have to chop that information um so I wanted to be like around 15 minutes but then there was things that as I you know, like, you know, you start adding things here and there. And then in order to complete the story, then you have to put this information there. So then you understand where they're going. Um, and then, you know, eventually you're like, well, okay, it's going to be 23. And then it's going to be 23. And we don't have a, a hard stop. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Um, did, yeah. You, did you ever think of like, like making it like, like longer and like doing like, cause you do have the story. The story is here for a future. I'm, I'm, one would assume that you've been told that before. Someone has told you that before. I feel like we we have talked about the possibility of actually making it into because these programs happen every year, and yep. there's also a kids program. There is a summer program, like not just this organization, but all other organizations that collaborate with Revolution Latina. Yeah, and there has been the conversation, the possibility of may, maybe doing like episodics, like shorter, shorter you know like episodes of like a season and instead of doing like a, a a whole film um so yeah we've 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 talked about that possibility for the future we can we can actually like you know have a a script and have a, a proper you know a, a proper team that can put together uh, an episode uh, episodes and and like a, a show per se um so yeah that's where we think it could it could evolve 
if we get the funding and we actually like, you know, make it happen. Gotcha. And you're also promoting this, this place as well, right? Like you're, it's, it's getting, it's giving exposure to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the organization that you're filming too. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for them because they, they really, they provide for a lot of work and a lot of, of, you know, like all these trainings for all these people. So I feel like the work they're doing is so important, especially right now. Yeah. Um, that whatever whatever they can take to to like you know help to expose them out in the world um you know it's it's just it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing what they're doing so we sent the feedback to you what did you think about what our audience in the feedback video had to say about your film oh my god i cried (laughs) (laughs) for a second i was not sure you know like what the interaction with the film was and then I was like oh wait a second this is actually this is actually like they actually watched it and all these people get their feedback and (laughs) seeing that actually like hitting points that I I knew they were there but actually hearing from someone else being like oh my god I love this moment because it 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 made me feel like this made me feel like that or like it really resonated with what I wanted to transmit with the documentary and then hearing it from someone else I was like oh my god yeah they got yeah that's exactly what I wanted and like it's, it's made me it made me very emotional at some point it was it was beautiful oh that's so good to hear and so yeah. you're are you making like what is what's your what's your next step in your in your career are you going to make another film um well yeah I have I have a film probably for 2026 that I'm um co-producing and um we're in the process of writing right now but it's very bare bones I can really like even like talk about it yet Um, but for the moment I'm doing a lot of visual work because that's more of what I do is it's I as a as a visual artist I work I paint and then I shoot what I paint and then transpose it into the screen and kind of make like video art that supports you know like either music or dancing Um, right now I'm, I'm part of the creative process of the Pan American Nutcracker which is the is the is the Latin how do I put it is the the Latin American version of the Nutcracker, but it it's like a reimagined version of it. Gotcha. The music, the core of the idea is the Nutcracker, but it's completely different. And gotcha. we're having choreography. It's like a show. It's like a concert show um, with choreography. The music. It's like Latin jazz feeling. And a lot of colors and a lot of all of the visuals I'm making, I'm creating from scratch for them. Yeah. So it's a combination between shooting and the, the dancers and then making it into like visual art that is abstract at some point. And sometimes they just like, you know, like really supports what the, the choreography and the story is telling, um, which is it's more of like what I normally do. Um, but I'm very excited about it because it's it's, uh, you know, it's a full show. So it's a full show of storytelling through image that, um, yeah, I'm I, I'm very eager. Where can to see where can people see the show? Um, we did a presentation now at the Merkin Hall a couple of weeks ago, but the next show is going to be in Costa Mesa on December twenty second at the Sagerstrom Theater for the Cent- the Sagerstrom Theater for the the Performing Arts I think it's called, um, and then it's called like that. It's the Pan American Nutcracker. Uh, reimagine I think is the the name of it and then after that so this is this will be the second time because the the show is still being built 
Um, so after that, we'll, you know, like come back together and kind of like put, you know, like that, this is kind of like the feeling of what the show wants to be because we're still testing a lot oh, of sure. yeah. information. Um, but then they, they, the purpose is for them to go on tour and actually, you know, like show and hopefully get a, a sit down somewhere that, that, that we can actually have the show that, you know, is supposed to be. Gotcha. Um, December 22nd, Circus Drum, Costa Mesa, California. It's That's still looking for like a, like a, a theater distribution, I guess, in a sense. Right. So. Um, it's when- a, it's a very interactive show, so it doesn't necessarily have to be at a theater. Um, which I think is one of the be- the most beautiful things about it because it's, it's very open. And um, the creative team is this like fierce female creators that, yeah. you know, like we're we're kind of like putting together a lot of energy into it to see what it wants to be because we definitely don't want it to be the classical nutcracker that everybody sees, which it would allow for the show to actually play throughout the year. It doesn't have to be a Christmas thing because it's not about Christmas at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So is it is it basically fair to give the analogy where like there was the Wizard of Oz and then there was the Wiz, like a new like a modern twist to the Wizard of Oz? Would that be a fair kind of analogy? Kind of, it it kind of have another. It's it's a it's how it's more of um an homage to our roots and where do we come from? Sure, yeah. Nation of all these rhythms uh, from Venezuela, from from Peru, Cuba that kind of comes together into this world of of you know i want to call it energy but it doesn't necessarily have to speak of it it speaks more of like who we are as a team and as creators and how we're using we're taking a story that has been told a million times in the same way and we're infusing our roots into it yeah um, to tell you know like how how do we have is our ancestors speaking? Is our rhythms? Is our cultures coming together and kind of like putting out this story that it's not? It's not the Nutcracker story. It's it's about you know it's about how the team comes together to create something with the same storyline, completely different. Yeah, well, it sounds fantastic. Uh, but do me a favor, keep making movies, keep to make another documentary film. You're on to something. And it's Thank like, you. You said, like, I think in a way you kind of like were smart. We're like, you probably could edit this film for, for five years. And you realize that, okay, I think I got something good. I'm going to send it out and basically kind of move on. And and basically that's what you do. You kind of, you, uh, that's what you have to do. You have to like, kind of like make it as good as you possibly can and then kind of move on to something new and it been, but make another film if you Thank can. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, now that you mention it, I totally forgot that I am actually putting together um, the um, my mother. She's a she's a painter. She's an artist too, and she uh, we've been throughout you know pandemic and the hard times of the last couple of years. She's in her seventies. I don't know exactly yeah. the number right now. But as an artist and as an elderly woman, she struggled a lot with her career because she has a very prominent career in Cuba and having to leave her country for, you know, cause it's the reality of the world, right? Like pandemic yeah. was very hard. Her career kind of like ha- had a, a hard stop. And I decided that I wanted to bring her with me to be closer to me. Cause she's also getting older and you know, it's, it's just safer. And it's, I'm working now in a story of, because she's so resilient and so strong 
And even going through all of that harsh time, she was able to take that, modify it for herself. And really, she's now working in like towards creating and building a new career. And I'm, I'm working in this like documentary. I don't know yet because I, I have, I actually have in the new year, I have a team, a, a creative team with, a, with my, my people, my team to see how we're going to tell that story. Because, you know, as an elderly woman, an artist that was basically stopped from creating for a long time, like she didn't even paint. She went into full depression and lost everything, like basically her career and how she's, you know, slowly being like, okay, how do, how do, how do an older person restarts their life somewhere else and as an immigrant and how as a woman um yeah so that's something that i i am looking i'm very looking forward to how how that you know like how do how do i put my mom in the screen because that's another story how do i put her in front of a camera <laughs> yeah that sounds like an amazing story the way you just described there's so many aspects that through the generations and there's like like you never it's never too old obviously right and like there's a lot of interesting themes like from a political point of view to what she's gone through so yeah sounds fantastic uh, i would i would get on that yeah <laughs> um, you know we're you trying to get yeah. your mom to go to get on camera or well my mom yeah that's uh that's yeah. her thing she's very she's very good that's a thing my mom is used to my mom was is a very famous artist yeah. back in Cuba and she's very good at being in front of the camera but like talking about her work and the thing and like the projects that she have and the thing but she's very hard at telling her like going deep in her feelings yeah. and so she's she she can show she's a show like she can yeah. she, she can sell she but she can't yeah and um that's the hard part because every time I've been trying to interview her I have like camera tests that I've done yeah um, her and trying to build what the the aesthetic of the show wants to be yeah. and she's just you know she's just blocks well, i don't know i don't know if this is i don't know if this is what uh, my point of view is that it's like mom you have a you have a very unique point of view you need to have we we got to help out the next generation you we got to tell your story so we can so the next generation can hear from you you're when you're basically and then we can get better and we can evolve like you're an important figure so mom tell us your story so then we can we can help people I think that's the hardest, that's going to be the hardest part. Once yeah. we like actually like put together the thing, yeah. get my mom to actually be vulnerable on, yeah. on camera. No, gonna be, <laughs> there's got to be a, uh, a bigger reason, a macro reason why she's doing yeah. it. Right. So yeah, it will. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it's, it's something that, you know, for the next couple of years, it would, it would pay off at the, at the end because if it can help, that's the thing. It's like with, I feel like with my work, I always look for, for a change it's like you know I grew up in theater so so for for a theater creator theater maker your goal is always to change the status quo either is the performers or as an audience member like if you go to the theater and you come out the same way you got you walked in maybe your job was not that good yeah. you know so like you really want to trigger a thought you really want to trigger a feeling you have to you have to move your audience so i feel like with my work what i'm really looking forward for the future is to create things that you know create a little dialogue on on whoever watch it in their brain whatever that is maybe maybe in the morning they decide to have a different breakfast or something you know but at least something that moves the audience is something i'm i'm looking forward to my work in the future 
on that note, uh, let's talk again when when uh, your next film is made. And uh, good luck with all the projects projects you're working on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much yeah. for having. Me. Fantastic first film. So can't wait to see the second one. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel.